0: Welcome to From Fear to Fire, secrets to overcome fear, embrace your gifts and achieve success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host and our quote today is by Bruce Lee. Absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, add what is specifically your own. We have an amazing guest for you today. Blaine Alkers is a TEDx speaker and leading authority in personal implementation and consistency. He is America's only chief results officer. As a top LinkedIn connector, he has over 25,000 first level connections, Blaine graduated from Purdue University and Stanford University's Social Entrepreneurship Program. He is powered by SelfFluence, a personal development and training company, and he is excited to share with you ways that you can take your life by taking care and control of yourself. So I am very excited to have Blaine on here today. Blaine, welcome.
1: Oh, Heather, thank
0: you so much for
1: having me on. Thank you for that introduction. Uh, And and I'm happy to be here. And I hope that like bruce lee said i hope i can bring some useful things as we journey together in this thing called life and and there's many moments of uh i don't know uh dawning comprehension uh moving you know from the the fear into the fire uh, you know into the action part of life and and i'm happy to be here and and also thankful for you that you um, take the time to make these shows produce these shows and and kind of touch touch lives out there so
0: so thank, thank you thank you i am certain that you are going to provide some outstanding- standing ideas and things to spark action in our listeners today. How about we start with that really great title? How did you get started as America's Chief Results Officer? Uh yeah, you know, I had a
1: couple of um moments of what i call like that dawning comprehension the light bulb goes off and you're never quite the same and my path to to the chief results officer um my first moment of dawning comprehension came in college I i was at purdue university and maybe like some of the listeners I've always been kind of a seeker of knowledge. And I saw this little ad where you could send away for an audio cassette tape. Now, some people might not even know what that is. (laughs) It was the 80s. So I'm kind of dating myself, but uh, it's a little audio program you can buy and and play in a little portable player. So, so, but it was about the, it was the reading of this book called Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, it was read by Earl Nightingale, who later became one of my mentors. Uh, But anyway, so I got that tape and I listened to this thing, Think and Grow Rich. And then I got the book and I read the book. And in the reading of that book, I had this kind of moment of dawning comprehension and, and I call it white what you think about you bring about now there's a, you know, what, what you think about, you, you know, you kind of need to take control of your thoughts and kind of a, a systematic way to, to kind of, you know, um, control what you think about but then you bring it about right and that life was just this series of what I was thinking about and then what I was bringing about so what you think about you bring about so that I started to have some success with that concept I actually met my wife in college we've been married 30 years um, and and my degrees in computer science and I had this great tech job um, but the second moment of dawning comprehension that led me to the chief results officer was I came home from a business trip it was a long business trip and uh, my my son Bo he's about one year old at the time and he was acting weird and and uh, kind of like giving me the cold shoulder I said, oh Beth you know is Bo sick like is, is there something wrong she says no he's not sick but you were gone so long that he kind of forgot who you were. I was like, oh, wait, wow. what? And like emotionally that like hit me really hard. And I remembered when I was a kid, both my parents worked and I come home to the empty house. A lot of times my brother wasn't there and it was kind of scary. And so, so anyway, that night I made uh, what I call a clarifying decision that like, no matter what I was going to, you know, become a work from home dad. Now, now Oddly, the, the the day that my son was born, it was like one of the best days. We have two kids. My son is the older one. It was like the, one of the best days of my life. Um, but then later I found out that my dad passed away. Uh, that night. Now I talked to him, he was super happy, you know, new first grandkid, all that stuff. But then the next, you know, that night he passed away from something called sudden death heart attack. So I lost him, you know, in in that moment, I had like the best day to the worst day, Uh, you you know, but, but kind of like, I also realized, uh, you know, this year later that I was going to, I was also going to do it for my son, but kind of like in honor of my dad, I was going to become this work from home dad. And so it took me a year. I started a couple of businesses on the side, which was very hard on our marriage and on our children, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but, but a year later I did break free from that job, uh, you know, and that was 27 years ago. So now the kids are grown, they're out of the nest, they're doing great. Um, but right. what happened was when I started working for myself from home, you know, like now remote working is cool. Like this is like, before it was cool, people were like, yeah. you know, you know, they're, they're like, hey, what are you doing? Like my mom's like, well, what do you mean you're at home all day? You know? So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, but it gave me the time to really figure out like who I am and, and do the self-development work and why am I on the planet? And, you know, what's my purpose? And I got a lot of clarity and, and, and we could talk about, there's some visualizations that, that help me get that clarity, but I got the clarity that I'm here to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves, something I call self-fluence. So in 2009, I started this company called Self-Fluence, the art and science of influencing yourself or or kind of like the power you already have to influence yourself. You don't need any fancy apps or any other special stuff. Everything you need is within reach. You're already doing it and you can master it. Um, so, So I started that company and I started helping people to kind of master themselves, like this idea I call personal implementation getting yourself to do those things, you know, you should do, but you're not doing. And I started helping mastermind groups. And one of them said, look, we're getting such good results every week with you, Blaine. You know, um, you're like our chief results officer. And I go, I like that title I had not heard it before yeah. and so I went to the US Patent and Trademark Office and nope, nobody had registered it. so I registered so I got the R with the circle, the registered trademark mm-hmm. so I can say I'm America's only chief results officer. So that that's I how know. I came to be I don't know it might be a little longer story than you wanted but <laughs> now everybody has the backstory.
0: Oh, I love it. You know, I think it's important because the story is how we connect. And so I, I think it's great that you shared that that journey with our listeners. And we are um launching your show to kick off the year. And so I think some of the things that you've been talking about about, being conscious of your decisions and the lifestyle that you desire, having that vision, being very um, cognizant of how you use your time. So these are just some of the things that we want to dive into as we here listening and conversing with you want to take away a nugget or two that we can use to make our own lives that much more effective. So now before we hit record, you and I were chatting. And you said that you have this way of getting an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. And I think that's a great way to share a nugget right away with that, that I think will help our listeners.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I have a lot of these frameworks, um, I often say powered by self-fluence. And, and all these frameworks are things that, you, you, that are within reach. Everything you need is within reach. You're already doing it. You're already doing it. so. So people are going to connect immediately with what I call the 30 minute hour, how to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. Right. Uh, everyone's going to connect because you're already doing it. Right. And then you realize that you can master it, that you can do it more often and you can do it better. Uh, and so. Uh, all right. So so this idea, this 30 minute hour, uh, it, it is really powerful, Heather. It's so it's so powerful that i have to make sure that it's used for good and not used for evil. Uh, so so i'm going to ask you a question. Let's say that you and i had 4 30 minute hours in a row. So basically, we got 4 hours worth of stuff done in just 2 hours and that leaves us two guilt-free hours, okay, guilt-free hours that we can use for ourselves. Not for our work. Now, this is this is where the good or evil part, because a lot of people like you and the listeners and myself, we're type A. We want to get stuff done. We got two extra hours. We're just going to do more work. No, 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 no. If you have two guilt-free hours for yourself, you know, I'm going to ask you, what would you do? Now for me, uh, you know, I like to connect with the kids. So that could be a FaceTime, that could be a text message. Uh, you know, I like to I like to do that. I also like to connect with old friends from college. I feel like I I have a lot of them, but I don't do enough of that so I would probably do that I also like to hike I'm in the Phoenix area Phoenix Arizona so I probably go out for a little hike I like to ride my Peloton bike so I probably probably do that and then working from home I do like the good old-fashioned power nap about 20 minutes so so I might take a little power nap so that that's Blaine's kind of guilt-free time what what about you what would you do with uh, with two hours
0: oh my gosh okay so I would in some capacity move my body um I am an adventurer as well. I love to to dance, to walk, to get out in nature um and and that to me is my self-care. I do have some some hidden little secret projects that relate to contribution more than than the work element of what I do. So I'd probably do a little bit of that for fun and seeing the reaction of people when they receive something um some act of kindness. Uh, And of course, you know, when my, my sons are like yours, they're, they're older. So our, are fun, it's not, not as much about caring for them uh, uh, because they can't do it, but just having some fun with them too.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. All right. Well, good. And so hopefully you as the listeners, you've thought about that, what you're going to do. And here is what I'd like you to do is I want you to put some more of that stuff in your regular day, as you have these 30 minute hours, right? Um, all right. So let's make sure that you are able to have some 30 minute hours. Now there is a day the, the most productive day of the year for people uh, is a day where people are three to 10 times more productive than they are on their normal day. Now that's three X to 10 X. We're only looking for two X. So this is going to be very easy. Um, but do you know now some people have this day once a year. Some people have it more than once a year. But do you know what is the most productive day of the year for people?
0: Mm, no, but I'm dying to hear. What is it, Lane? All right. So once I tell you,
1: you're going to be like, yes, I am already doing it. This is the day. It's actually the day before vacation. (laughs) Think about this. The day before vacation, people get three to 10 times more stuff done than they do on a normal day. So what I did is I realized that this was like my most productive day as well. And most people can think back to their last day before vacation or they've got one coming up uh, and they realize that. And so what I did is I studied people on the day before vacation to extract what could we do on normal days that we're doing on those days. Now, not the stress of the day, uh, you know, um, and maybe the chaos of the day, but a little bit of that, uh, you know, goes goes a long way for productivity. But I studied that and I was able to distill it down to just three things. And so I made a little acronym for it, PDF. Now, PDF is easy to remember because you say, email me the PDF or print mm-hmm. out the PDF. Everybody knows that. Now, some most people don't know what that stands for, but it stands for portable document format, but not, not for us. In us, PDF stands for plan delegate, focus. So let me unpack each one of those plan, delegate, focus. When you think 30 minute hour, think day before vacation mode, PDF, plan, delegate, focus. So what happens on the day before vacation, people plan that day out. I call it NDP, next day planning, but people plan that day out way more than their normal day, meaning that they they plan the whole day out sometimes by the minute, but definitely by the hour. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I got to get this done, then I got that done. You're really putting a lot into your schedule, right? So so the the key, number key number one to having a 30 minute hour and getting more stuff done is to plan out your day more. Now, I know life is going to come in and it's going to, you know, steal some of your day, typically later in the day than the morning, uh, but that's okay. The more planned you are, the more time you're going to save uh, and the more you're going to get done. And you can even put in blocks for yourself, right? Or, or you know, time that you're going to connect with the kids or, you know, whatever you're going to do there, but, but really plan out the day and preferably do it the day before. Now, on the day before vacation, people wake up typically... 30 to 60 minutes earlier than a normal day. Now, I'm not saying you you can do this every day. You could if you want, but just waking up 30 minutes earlier gives you a 30 minute hour in that first hour of the day because you have an extra 30 minutes, right? So waking up early, consider that some days I I definitely do that when I want to get a lot done. Um, The other thing about planning is they have a very clear vision. On the day before vacation, you're like, this is the stuff that has to get done. And they have a really clear vision about what those things are that they need to get done. So so you do the same thing. If you get really clear on this is what has to get done today, and then this is what what is either going to be maybe delegated or deferred, right, off your plate for the day, that kind of frees you up to focus in more on what you are doing, right? So they have a very clear vision. And the last thing from a planning standpoint Everybody knows. So Heather, have you heard of the 80, 20 rule? Oh yeah. Okay. So everyone's heard of it. And I say, what is it? And they say, well, you know, 80% of your results comes from 20% of what you do. Right. And then the flip is, is, is also that, that, uh, you know, 80% of what you do only produces 20% of your results. People Mm -hmm. understand that, but on the day before vacation, they actually use it and they look at it and they say, okay, what is the 20% that makes 80% of the difference? I don't have enough time. I have to do the, the most important high value things and I need to oust the 80, the 80 that only produces 20%. I need to oust those things or defer them or delegate them, right? So, so planning is the first one. The second one is delegating. On the day before vacation, you become really good at delegating and you ask yourself this question. You, you actually think who? before do. So you think who before do. So you think who could do this before I go do this. And you know, you can't do everything. So you really look to defer and delegate. Right. And so for me, you know, my wife, um, you know, she can say, oh, I'm going to run some errands. You know, do you need me to do anything? And when she says that I instantly create a 30 minute hour by delegating to her you know, going to the bank, the post office, you know, all the different errand things that needed to be done, you know, for my day, she can now take, right? So delegation is really, really big. And so start to think who before do, and then also look to defer things that are not as important. So uh, this year I, I picked a word for the year and my word was vital. Uh, you know, and and I would say, you know, only the vital, what is the vital things to do today? And I would push all the other noise out into, and, and it was typically, it was close to eight out of 10 things on my list could be pushed, Uh, you know, t- tomorrow. And if I push it out a few days, it wasn't that important, right? So So again, use that day before vacation mode to really figure out what's the most important stuff to get done to create more time in your day for the important stuff. Now, yeah. sometimes if you're, you know, running a big company or you or you're an entrepreneur, you kind of think that that's important stuff, running the company. But I'm going to tell you one other category of people that I studied in great detail were people that only had three, two, three, four weeks to live. And when I studied those people, the number one thing they said was, "I wish I had more memorable moments with the people I love." That's what they wanted more of. That's what really. That's the spice of life there. So so put some of that stuff, defer and delegate things to make room for those, those magical moments. The only other thing they mentioned uh, at the end of life was, I wish I had more impact with what I had learned. So what they had learned in life, they wish they had more impact and, and could reach other people with that message. So that, that's the only mm. o- other thing there. So all right, plan, delegate. Now, where I get personally, I get my most 30-minute hours is on the focus. So there's plan, delegate, and focus. If you think about the day before vacation, you have this like fierce focus. Like think of all the things you don't do on the day before vacation. No chit chat, no long calls. The shiny objects aren't that shiny. You don't have time for the shiny objects. No long responses. Uh, You're really focused and you're you're going. Um, Now, one other thing. Let's see. Are you a fan of James Bond movies?
0: Sure. Who isn't? (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right. So do you know trivia question for the listeners too? What was the very first James Bond movie? It came out in 1963. Oh goodness.
0: You know what that is? No, I don't.
1: Yes, you do, because you just said it. It was Dr. No. So Dr. <laughs> no, you said no. So you, said, so you did get it right. Uh, and so Dr. No, what happens on the day before vacation, you become Dr. No. What I mean by that is on the day before vacation, people say, "Blank, can you do this? "Blank, can you do this? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going on vacation. Do not give me any more stuff. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways you can create a lot more time is by making, becoming Dr. No and making no your default response for the bigger yes in your life. The bigger yes in your life are those memorable moments with people you love, but also it's your goals, your job, you know, um, your company, whatever your business. You're saying yes to that every time you say no. The other thing about being Doctor No is that it avoids the ninety-minute hour. Now the 90 minute mm-hmm. hour is the opposite of the 30 minute hour. It's where someone asks for an hour of your time and it takes 90 minutes. Yes. Or I have a lot of times people say, oh, could you just give me 10 minutes? And that 10 minutes turns into 30 minutes, right? So, so we're trying to avoid that. Um, and so figure out for you, how do you become Dr. No? Like maybe, like I say, oh, I've got to check my schedule. Or I've got to check with my wife or, or, you know, I've got, to, I'm working on this big project right now. It's like, I always have a default response <clears throat> to make no my 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 you know uh, knee jerk reaction is 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 no to things. Um, all right. Also in this area of fierce focus, people in the day before vacation they tend to stay on schedule more and to use timers. Right. So so what I what I want you to do is I want you to fill out your day by the hour and and stay and you're going to tend to stay on that schedule more if you have a full schedule of of what you're going to do. Again, life is going to come in and and probably uh, mess with that schedule, but also use timers. So anything that I could fall into a trap or fall into a rabbit hole, I use a timer for. It. I just I, I just tell Siri, set a timer for 15 minutes, and then I go and check my email, or I'm going to go research something on the internet, or I'm going to go do a post on social media. If I if I say I'm going to do a post on social media, I, I can get sucked in there for a half hour easy. Uh, so, so I'm using timers all throughout the day for all the tasks that I'm doing. Super easy to do, uh, highly recommend it. And the last part of focus is where i personally get the most 30 minute hours is you become a expert at at tasking now now there's three types of tasking single tasking multitasking gets a bad rap. But we'll talk about that and batch tasking. but single tasking um is where i get my most 30 minute hours and single tasking is where you decide to work on a single item only and you remove all distractions from it. Let me give you an example. I can get an hour's worth of article writing. I write a lot of articles. I can get an hour's worth of article writing done in just 30 minutes if I'm in single tasking mode. What does that mean? That means my door's closed, my phone is off, or at least airplane mode, or my phone, my phone is off. I only have one screen open. I have no rings, dings, or bings. And I have a little pad of scrap paper in case the monkey mind tries to come in and say, Hey, Blaine, don't forget about this or that. Or you gotta do this. Blah, 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 blah. I just write that down and I get right back to what I'm doing. And after a while, you can kind of train the monkey mind. So so that 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 doesn't become an issue. But that single focus, all distractions removed, um, will allow you to actually double your output on most tasks. So really dive into that, set up an environment where you can really single task. So that's 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 my that's where I get my most uh 30 minute hours from. Now multitasking. Yeah, uh multitasking gets a bad rap, but it's where you can do two things at the same time without sacrificing the quality of either one. So for example, I love your podcast. I was just listening to it yesterday, but I can drive my car with high quality and listen to your podcast uh, in with high listening quality uh, at the same time. So I'm looking for those synergies where I can multitask. I love family time, but I also love exercise. So I taught taught the family how to play tennis. So if we go out for 30 minutes of tennis, well, I got my exercise in, but I also got 30 minutes of family time in. So that's kind of, again, that 30 minute hour. Where can you do two things at the same time? I can do dishes and listen to podcasts, you know, or talking with, with my wife and tidy up. Like I'm always looking for... How can I do those two things together at the same time, uh, but but of high quality? And then the last one is batch tasking. And batch tasking, that's where you just batch things together. Like um, the day before vacation, if you got three errands to run, you're not going to run an errand, come back, run an errand. Come, no, you're going to go out, run all three errands and then come back. And so all the things that you batch, <clears throat> you're going to be better at getting them done. For example, if you batch all your phone calls, if you batch all your uh, emails that you're going to process, if you batch, anything you batch, you tend to be more efficient. You can even batch interruptions. That's one of my favorites uh, is the batching of interruptions. For example, let's say you go into work or you're, or, you know, and you go in and you say, look, everybody, I'm going to be in single tasking mode from nine to 11 do not come in here unless there's a fire. Do not open this door. Do not knock on this door. Do not message me in any way. I'm going to be doing some really important work for the company. Uh, But at 11 o'clock, I am going to emerge from my office for 20 minutes of ask me anything you were going to ask me during those two hours, right? So there you batched all those interruptions into almost like a little office hours, right? And you push those in there so that you can have double efficiency, right? You're you're getting the 30 minute hours because you're solely working on that stuff. And then you're kind of getting another the 30 minute hour because all those interruptions probably would have taken more than uh than those 20 minutes that you that you gave it. Um so so there it is kind of the 30 minute hour think you know day before vacation mode pdf plan delegate focus and then in studying the last thing, the overarching thing that happens on the day before vacation is you release your inner perfectionist. That makes a big difference. Done is better than perfect. You know you're leaving. You've got to get it done. You know, and so allow yourself to release that inner perfectionist. Keep the keep the needles moving forward, right? But release that inner perfectionist uh, and and have some super productive times.
0: Awesome! I love that PDF plan delegate focus. Uh, You're right. The day before vacation, definitely the most productive day, but now we have the capacity to uh, have every day be that most productive day. Thank you for that, Blaine. How about just a one to two minute answer on your term, hack your head trash?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So hack your head trash. Basically, you know, we, we all have, um, this head trash like like garbage thoughts that don't really serve you the voice of doubt i'm to this i'm to that you know fear you know you talk a lot about fear and those little voices in your head and so you've got to hack that Meaning that you've got to get the trash out of there, or it's going to hold you back in in life. And so I, I talk about you know um, two different ways to do that. One is the reactive way. How do you how do you combat those thoughts that come up? And then what's more of the proactive, long term way? You know to to mitigate that head trash, right? So so just a couple of things on the on the reactive. I'll give you one quick one, and that is when you have that thought, you know uh, I don't have enough time for my business, or I don't have enough time. I'm, you know, mm. I just I don't have enough time. You want to just you add two words to the end of it. Yeah, but. So you want to yeah, but yourself. Ooh. I don't have enough time. Yeah, but. And then hold, pause for a second. Let your brain answer. So you just flipped your your brain on its side, and it says yeah, but. I'm in control of my schedule. Yeah, but I could delegate more. Yeah, but I could plan a better day. Yeah, but I could stop wasting time on social media. Yeah, but, and you start to, yeah, but yourself mm-hmm. and your brain is working for you, not against you. You can also, yeah, but other people. I, I often, yeah, but other people. And, and, and I give them a moment. I say, yeah, but, and I let them respond. But then my mind is like ready to give them 10 or 12 different, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> different things that they they could do. Um, so that's in the moment. And then long-term, I like to take a mind shower in the morning. Morning, you know, like you wash your body, but you should, you should do some kind of meditation or something just to wash that out. Um, and then the only other thing is the solution to pollution is dilution, right? You, you need to dilute that head trash down by pouring in the posit, listening to great podcasts like this one, um, reading great books. Um, you know, I love audio programs. Jim Rohn is my favorite mentor of all times, you know, and, and I can, I can change my head trash by listening to a, you know, some of his programs. So, Uh, There's a couple of tips on that.
0: Great tips. I love the mind shower. I mean, they're all good, but that's a, a great visual that will help people remember that how to hack your head trash. That's fantastic. Okay, so did you have a fear or a challenge that you faced and overcame and what lesson did you learn from it? We've got about, uh, two to three minutes to finish up the show. I I'm sure we could probably take all day, but do you think you can share something th- with our audience? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I
1: think that, you know, going back to that story with my son, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just the, the fear, the fear of not being a good dad, you know, um, and the fear, you know, just so we all have this fear of, you know, not being good enough, not doing well enough, whether it's in your job, whether it's with your business, whether it's with, with your family, you know, and you have all these kind of competing priorities, right? Um, you know, and, and you have that head trash, right? And so for me, what 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 I learned, you know, I learned that decision is the key bridge to action, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I made this what I call that clarifying decision, the fear started to go away. And, and I, I notice even like in my own life, like if I'm worrying about something, if I will just stop and make a decision. Now, if it's the wrong decision, it's okay. Because I begin, I feel the movement of the decision. Once I make a decision for me, worry subsides, fear, you know, action kills fear. So if I make a decision and I start working, take some action towards that thing, then I feel like I'm back in control, like I'm I'm doing something for it. And the worry and the fear dissipates. You know, there's that saying, uh, you know, you can't steer a parked car, you know, you got to get moving, even if it's even if it's in the wrong direction, you'll you'll know that pretty quick. Um, you know, um, so I, I think for me, it was realizing <clears throat> that in life, I've got to make those decisions. And I've got to take action. And that brings me out of whatever fear, the more fear I'm in, it's usually like a decision I hadn't made or a decision I'm trying to avoid. Right? right. Uh, you know, but once I make that decision, get into some action, uh, then, then for me, the fear dissipates And I, and I feel like I'm making some kind of a progress on, on, on the fear. Uh,
0: I, another visual decision is your bridge to action. Oh my goodness. Fantastic. Now, um, Let's just take a moment and share with our listeners who are wanting to get more blame. How can they reach you? Tell them about your TEDx. Um, let, Let them know the best way to find you.
1: Uh, yes yeah, so so Heather as a fellow Tedx speaker that mm-hmm. is awesome what a what a great experience uh and, and so yes I did this TEDx talk about white table what you think about you bring about and I give kind of a simple elegant solution to how you can um let your brain know what you want to bring about in your life like about a hundred times a day on automatic Pilot you don't have to do anything. So that's kind of a fun, fun thing. And so yeah, if you want to get connected with me, just go to Blaine B L A I N E T E D X dot B-L-A-I-N-E-T-E-D-X.com. And there you can opt in for my TED Talk. You'll get a you'll get to watch it. You'll get a transcript of it. And then we'll be connected. So you'll you'll get some of my articles. I I run something called Super Results Days. You'll you'll hear about those, but we'll be connected. And if I could serve you in any way, I'd be happy to do it.
0: That's fantastic. And, you know, we'll put that as well as your selffluence.com website into the show notes for anyone listening who want to click those and make it nice and easy for you. Now, Blaine, it's that time. What are your final parting words of wisdom?
1: Okay, final parting words of wisdom is this, the bad news. The bad news is time flies. The good Mm -hmm. news, you're the pilot. So, mm-hmm. pilot well my friends pilot well it's it's in your
0: control oh I, that's fantastic you know blaine i am so appreciative of our time here today i'm sure our listeners are as well listeners if you love this share the show with a friend get it out there leave us a review thank you for those blaine have a beautiful day thank you for your time and wisdom
1: all right thank you for having me have a great day